Take our Bibles. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 8 today. 2 Corinthians chapter number 8. I'm going to preach fast, faster than I normally preach. So you got to listen fast today. Uh, and uh, I'll probably just give you uh, more or less an introduction and in my outline and, and preach a little bit more on these chapters. Uh, people have asked me, normally preachers uh, will ask, uh, you know, what kind of a preacher are you? And, you know, are you a topical preacher, textual, whatever? I always tell them I'm a text uh, topositional preacher, uh, expositional preaching. I, I try to cover them all because I don't know what they're trying to trap me in uh, when they ask me those questions. And, and so I just, uh, I just play politician uh, with them at times. And, and, uh, and so I really want to cover uh, three uh, chapters here in 2 Corinthians uh, uh, briefly uh, and just hitting a couple different spots in the short time that we have today uh, and really talking about this uh, idea of uh, grace giving. Uh, we call faith promise missions giving uh, in independent Baptist churches, uh, and it's how we support and how we fund uh, missions endeavors, whether it's church planting missions or uh, if, it's, uh, if it's schools or orphanages or any of the things that we get involved with, bearing precious seed, other things, scriptures, uh, you know, closed countries, open countries. Uh, we want to be able to uh, be involved in many of those things because, uh, because I think that's a, a, obviously a great opportunity. Um, every missionary that comes presents an opportunity uh, to work with them, to co-labor with them, uh, and uh, we're not ashamed of the fact that it takes money to do that. Uh, and, uh, but here's why I mentioned the whole kind of textopositional thing. Uh, we as Baptist Bible believers, we believe the Bible uh, is our final rule of faith and practice. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Uh, it's, uh, we teach the Bible. We don't want to get up and teach, you know, whatever. We'll touch on social issues, obviously, of the day and uh, use them, illustrations and, and things like that. But we preach Christ. We preach the Word of God. Uh, and uh, that's what we're supposed to do. And I think most of every Christian who is a Bible, Bible believer believes that's the way uh, it should be done. Uh, but, uh, but here's kind of the catch. Uh, many Christians, when they have a pastor who preaches the Bible, uh, they don't like what they hear. Uh, they don't like what the Bible says about uh, that particular subject. And, uh, and uh, so you can't win for losing with people sometimes. And, uh, and, uh, and so there's much to be said uh, about giving uh, in the area of, uh, of ministering grace to people. Uh, and uh, this church, the Corinthian church, was a messed up church. We read about how messed up they are in the Bible, in 1 Corinthians and some in 2 Corinthians. Uh, but Paul, uh, having straightened them out uh, in a lot of ways, and, and that's what many of uh, his letters did, uh, he dealt with them about an offering that was being collected for the church at Jerusalem. Uh, Paul and his companions traveled uh, on their missionary journeys. Part of what they did uh, was taking up a collection uh, for the saints. So that's why I kind of think like guys that travel with them, uh, you know, they're carrying around money at a time where you just uh, deposit it uh, in the bank at Thessalonica and, uh, and, uh, and there just wasn't. You just would carry uh, all these things around with them. Uh, so uh, he is encouraging them and he gives them an example to follow. What's the example that we looked at last week at the Church of Philippi and mentions the churches of Macedonia. Uh, that's Thessalonica, Philippi, and Berea, uh, which is uh, the church church, our namesake as Berean Baptist Church. Begin reading in verse number one of chapter number eight. The Bible says, moreover, brethren, we do you to wit, uh, we want to make known or give you to understand the grace of God bestowed upon uh, the churches of Macedonia. Let me say this, uh, there are many graces. 
that God bestows upon us. There are many graces that we practice. We think about grace and salvation, uh, but here's a grace uh, and a grace of giving, the ministry to the fellowship of the saints, uh, and a grace that God had given them. It was a gift. Uh, their, their giving spirit uh, and how they were was a grace of God to them. Whenever That's why we can never take credit uh, for the things we do for the Lord. We give God the glory because He gives us both the will uh, to do things and the ability to do them. Uh, and so, so when somebody says, hey, we love Berean Baptist Church, they're a giving church or whatever, we say praise the Lord because we wouldn't give if it wasn't in this book, uh, number one, because well, it's just human nature. Uh, but we love the Lord and we want to obey Him and this is what we practice. Uh, but to practice it, we need the grace of God and the Holy Spirit's leading. Uh, and He says, I want to tell you about the grace that God has bestowed upon these impoverished churches. How that in a great trial of affliction, verse number 2, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded under the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record day and beyond their power they were willing uh, of themselves praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord uh, and unto us by the will of God. So the first thing I want to give you in uh, my outline, which I will uh, will cover uh, some things more in depth uh, this next week, because you'll be all fresh with that extra hour uh, as you come in, uh, is uh, this, uh, this discerning of what this grace is. He says in verse number, uh, well, let me back up for a second. In verse 6, insomuch that we desire Titus. Uh, Titus was accompanying them at this time, and he sent Titus uh, to them uh, that has begun so, uh, that we'd, he would also finish uh, in you this same grace also. Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, in diligence, love, uh, he says, abound in this grace also. Uh, God wants us to grow in grace. Uh, to grow in the graces, the virtues, all the things that he says in his word, but he wants us to grow in this grace also. Uh, one of the, the kind of bad things about Christianity today uh, is that we have so many churches and so-called churches talking about grace and, uh, and, and really turning the grace of God into lasciviousness, uh, and they want to grow in every grace except the, this grace. Uh, they, they, they will worship and they'll do all these different things, uh, but, uh, but here's what takes place. Uh, they'll have a, a church, and it'll be filled with saints that have been saved for generations. And then they come in, and they turn the lights off, uh, and, uh, and get the band rocking, uh, and they run off all the gray hairs in their church, and then their churches go bankrupt because the young ones don't pay the bills. They've not grown in this grace. All they want to talk about is grace and liberty. Uh, but uh, there, are, there are various graces in the Bible. If you're with me, say amen. amen. And by the way, uh, all the gray hairs that turn up at Berean Baptist Church will take them uh, in a heartbeat. Why? Uh, because they, they need uh, Bible-preaching churches. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, it's a blessing uh, to, uh, to have that take place. He says, grow in all these things. And he says, I speak not by commandment, but by occasion, in verse number 8, uh, and, uh, uh, of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. And so under inspiration, he's right in this. He's saying you have a choice uh, in this whole matter. And he gives us the illustration. He says, Jesus Christ, uh, who was rich, became poor for your sakes. 
And he says, you need to become poor uh, so that they might be rich. Uh, And he gives us that example and says that it's expedient for you uh, to do this. Uh, and, uh, And that is why... Um, with Christ's example, he's our greatest example, uh, we do the things that we do. He gives so that we can give and, uh, and unto others, and, uh, and there's that kind of um, uh, God blesses, and then we bless others. Uh, it's wonderful truth in the Word of God. He says that there was a readiness uh, in verse number 11 that they had, uh, but uh, there also needs to, be, needs to be out of that a performance uh, or, uh, of, of that which you have. Uh, let me just briefly say this. If you've come from a different church that, uh, that they practice faith, promise, missions, giving, it might be taught in a way that you just pray um, and God gives you an amount to give and then you trust God to give you that amount. Uh, so, so people would say, well, I'm going to pledge this much per week or month, uh, and then, you know, they trust God to give it to them. So maybe God gives them a raise, or, uh, or they find money in their couch cushion, or whatever the case, they, uh, they, they come into that money, and I've, I've heard it taught that way. But the Bible here in this passage says that you give out of what you have. Uh, and so we pray, and it is a faith gift. It's not necessarily trusting God for uh, money that's going to come in, although that is great. And, and, and if you give, the Bible says, he'll give unto you and, uh, and he'll bless you that way. And, uh, and that all works out. But he's telling them there's a willingness in you as a church, uh, but there needs to be also a performing of that for uh, if there be a first a willing mind, verse 12, it's accepted according to a man hath and not according that he hath not. And so he's teaching them what this grace is. Uh, And what this ministering grace is, is that God blesses us uh, and that we uh, then are willing to let go of those blessings uh, in helping uh, church planters and missionaries here, the Apostle Paul or the church at Jerusalem uh, more particularly. uh, And uh, with that, uh, and uh, and with that, Paul also spoke about that secret uh, uh, that he learned how that he could have uh, or have not, uh, and he was uh, content. So we have an explanation or discernment of that grace. Then secondly, we have a declaration of the grace. When you read down a little bit further, and I want to encourage you, by the way, read all the verses in these three chapters in your Bible. Uh, and, uh, and you say, okay, Lord, this is in the Bible, just like anything else that I want to, to, to learn and obey from scriptures. Teach me from it and help me to do it. Help me to practice what I'm, what I'm learning here. Uh, and don't, it's not, the Bible's not like a buffet where you got, you know, you're going to believe all the Bible except for these three chapters, okay? Uh, These ones touch a little bit too close to home, uh, so I'm just going to not follow these ones. Uh, I'm going to just follow the other ones. Uh, He says to uh, them also that uh, he's leaving someone there, verse 17, for indeed he accepted, speaking of, uh, of, of, of Titus, the exhortation, being more forward of his own accord, he went unto you. And we have sent with him uh, the brother whose praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches. We'll talk about him next week. And not that only, but who was also chosen of the churches to travel with us with this grace. All right? It's a grace. What are they traveling with? Uh, They're traveling with money, (laughs) Uh, money bags. Uh, And they're going from place to place. Uh, And and so I kind of of feel like, uh, you know, know, Titus and and others that were there, uh, they're probably substantial men. Uh, and uh, and uh, so that people couldn't just go up and, and rob him. But it was a dangerous, dangerous time. Uh, and he says, who, he traveled with us with this grace, 
which is administered by us to the glory of the same Lord and a declaration of your ready mind. Uh, avoiding this, that no man should blame us in the abundance which is ministered by us. And so there was an abundance of it. They didn't want to take any blame uh, for having done that. That's why when I say I don't take blame, if I try to be a missionary, a blessing to a missionary rather, uh, so I say, uh, you know, I love giving your money away. I'm ministering grace. I'm administering grace to people uh, that uh, has been provided by people with a ready mind uh, and a willingness to give and participate in the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. So, so there's a declaration of a ready mind. So next week and the previous weeks, we'll have a card and people will say, uh, this is the declaration of my ready mind. This is what I'm going to give by faith uh, of what I have uh, in the ministering uh, to the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. Uh, and I'm ministering grace to uh, missionaries to China uh, or to whomever uh, we had come in. And this is what I'm going to do. And this is my declaration or my pledge providing, verse 21, for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. Uh, I love verse 24. Wherefore, show ye to them and before the churches the proof of your love and our boasting on your behalf. So each year I challenge the church uh, to give a little bit more. Uh, so I'll give, uh, I'll give a little more and you give a little more. Uh, and, uh, and I boast about that. I, I'll tell people, my church just loves missions and they love missionaries. Uh, and, uh, and it proves this grace, administering grace to people, proves the sincerity of our love for God and for, uh, for missionaries and church planners. You say, I don't believe that. I just read it to you. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, uh, it's in the book. Uh, and so, so why well, just don't think, well, I know that it's, we want to fight back, but the Bible says you prove your love by ministering grace to people. And it's not just gracious words or gracious, gracious speech. It is this grace that he is speaking about that we're to abound in and minister to people. Uh, and, uh, and when you get this and understand that it'll revolutionize uh, your life, uh, in ministry uh, to people, uh, how you view your finances and things uh, as well. And then we see, thirdly and quickly, the demonstration of grace in chapter number 9 uh, and 10, uh, but we'll just touch briefly on a couple of things. Uh, and uh, because I really feel verse number 1 of chapter number 9 is kind of right where I'm at. For as touching the ministering to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write unto you, unnecessary, more than what is needed. That's what superfluous means. Uh, and uh, speaking to the choir in, in one respect, to people who give uh, and have given year after year to missions, there's a su- certain uh, unnecessary part to all that to where you might be saying, well, I know this, uh, I've heard this before, uh, and I'm planning on giving a little bit more by faith this year, uh, and so uh, I can just, you know, zone out. Uh, it, but, uh, uh, but please don't. He says, verse 2, For I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them, uh, of Macedonia and Achaia was, uh, uh, was ready a year ago, and your zeal hath provoked very many. Ye have, uh, ye have I sent the brethren, yet have I sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf, that as I said, ye may be ready. Lest haply, if they of Macedonia come with me and find you unprepared, uh, that we say not ye, should be ashamed in this same confident boasting. 
Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty, uh, whereof ye had notice before uh, that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. And so uh, much to be said there, but we, we do pledge cards and we, we receive or understand and we take up that bounty, if you will. There's some churches that uh, they take it all, the whole year's offering up at that one time. There's a church in uh, Green Bay, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, and so they'll, they'll take up. So people, instead of giving whatever per month, uh, they give it all at one time, and then they uh, then they then they give it out to missionaries, uh, years uh, years worth, and one at one time. That's how they do that. Uh, here uh, we take up the pledge cards. This is how much we're going to give, and then we base uh, the budget on that. Uh, but here's the hope and the prayer. Every single year, verse number six. But this I say: He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according to his purposes in heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And then he says in verse number 8, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Uh, So God says uh, that uh, you give uh, bountifully, uh, you'll receive bountifully. If you give sparingly, uh, you receive sparingly. Uh, And then makes us the promise, which he talked about in the book uh, of Philippians, that God's going to supply all your needs according to his riches. uh, And it says that he'll make you able to abound in all grace and all sufficiency and all things. And by the way, um, the purpose of that is to every good work. Um, Money has purpose, uh, not just value. Uh, And God does that so that we can, uh, of course, uh, minister grace. Uh, Ministering seed, verse number 10, to the the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown. He enriches you in bountifulness. Uh, And he says in verse 13, whilst by the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel and your liberal distribution uh, to the saints. Uh, And he says this is a blessing and he thanks God. For this unspeakable gift, we will use that at Christmas time, other times. Uh, but it, it's this gift of this grace. Uh, it's how God will use uh, them to minister uh, to other people. So we find quickly uh, a discernment of this grace, then a demonstration of this grace, and a declaration of this grace in these pages. So encouraging you to read it, and I'll dive a little bit deeper into the, this next week. But what I want you to see, especially if you're new to our church, why we have Missions Emphasis Month, why we tie all of our stewardship uh, emphases uh, into our uh, Missions Emphasis Month, because it's all tied together. It's what we do in this area is how God blesses and prospers us personally, uh, corporately as a church, uh, and, uh, and it's just, it's in the Bible. So what does God want you to do? He wants you to grow in that grace. Say, well, I'm just not used to giving. Uh, then that's why you're supposed to. That's why you're to grow in it. That's why you're supposed to, uh, to do that. Uh, as a family, we, uh, and again, I say this because I need to be an example, not for boasting or whatever, uh, but we tithe, uh, but we also uh, give 10% uh, of our income uh, to, to missions as well. Uh, and, uh, and as the years go by, so, uh, you know, if uh, there are times where I give more to missions than I, than I would tithe to the church. 
Uh, and then the Lord blesses, and perhaps uh, my income would increase, and then my faith promise, and that's just how it all works. I give more to missions today uh, than I ever have, but God uh, has also blessed me more today than uh, he ever has. Uh, and, uh, and you say, say uh, that was quick, uh, and there is a lot covered. Yes, I understand, I know that, but I promise you, uh, if you, in your own heart and life, commit to God to say, God, I want to grow in all your graces, and I want to grow in this grace also. I have not participated in this grace giving, uh, in ministering seed to sowers, and, uh, or sending church planters or missionaries. I've not done that. Uh, I'm still, actually, Lord, I'm still trying to figure out uh, tithing and how I'm supposed to do that. Uh, and, uh, but I'm just asking you to pray uh, that we'd have 100% participation uh, in our grace giving. Uh, some people give more, some people give less, uh, and it's all based and purposed on what you have. Some are able to give more, some can't. Uh, but we say, God, I'm giving this to you uh, and uh, for you to use it, uh, and you have all the promise uh, of God uh, that he is going to uh, take that and use it, uh, but that he's also going to bless you. So today I'm asking you to continue to pray uh, about participating in that uh, this next week uh, as we take up those pledges. You say, I just don't like giving pledges. I don't like making promises that I'm going to give money. Uh, and, uh, and so if I sat down with you for like 10 seconds, I'd find out you have a car loan and a house loan and, a, uh, and you, you've promised all kinds of people money. Uh, and, uh, but here's the thing with God, uh, and we, else we know this, all, everything belongs to the Lord. Amen. Your house, your cars, everything belongs to God. This is a way that we live by faith and exercise faith, that God says without it, it's impossible to please Him. Uh, and, uh, and so we're supposed to live by faith. This is a way, and by the way, sometimes the only way that many Christians in churches like this practice faith uh, and, uh, because they're kind of on autopilot with everything else in their life. So you say, I'm going to step out by faith and I'm going to give this much uh, to, to missions each week or month or year, uh, and, uh, and I'm just going to obey God. It's not even testing him or proving him because God always keeps his promises. Uh, you, if, if you came to me and said, you know what, I tithe or I gave to missions and God didn't bless me, uh, and, uh, and so I'm, uh, it is not going to deter me one iota uh, because God always keeps his promises. Amen. So he's not keeping his promises to me. He is. Uh, you just don't realize it yet. And by the way, God might bless you in ways it might not be like, Money in, uh, you know, money out, money in. Uh, there's just a whole lot of things that God does, uh, and, uh, and He always, always keeps His promises. Uh, but then also this shows, you say, I want to please God with my life. This says, this is how you prove, a way you prove the sincerity of your love is ministering grace. You show me a stingy Christian, uh, and uh, I'll show you a Christian that really doesn't love the Lord like he ought to. Uh, and uh, you, show me, you show me a Christian who refuses to participate uh, in, in offerings, which is worship and these types of things. And again, what you pledge goes to missions and missionaries. Uh, and uh, I'll show you somebody uh, who's just missing out on a whole lot of blessings uh, from the Word of God. I'd like to invite you to stand today. I promised I wouldn't go long. I'm going to jump more into these things this next week. You say, praise the Lord, I know, I know which week not to come. 
uh, and uh, next, but we have food next week, so uh, hopefully that cancels out your inhibitions, uh, and, uh, and you'll make your way here. Uh, but uh, this is serious, serious business. It just really is. And uh, so today I'm going to ask you to pray uh, that God, uh, and by the way, honestly, it's really loaded. If you just say, Lord God, do you want me to obey your word? What do you think the Lord's going to say to you? He's going to say yes. But that's how we should pray. God, uh, God I'm, gonna, I'm committing uh, to minister grace to people. Uh,